welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Hi, I'm Rowan Willis, and I'm here in an unusual spot as the <laughs> interviewer um, for the Horse Talk Show and with my Australian friend, David Cameron. Hey Rowan, thanks for having me. It's uh, yeah, it does feel a bit strange to be interviewed by you, but um, I'm <laughs> sure you'll take it easy on me, mate. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so we're lucky enough to be in sunny Florida, and been competing at. Well, we've done three shows in the last few weeks. Yep. Um, so, David, how come you've come over to see me, mate? <laughs> well, I. Uh wanted to come to America and, and compete and uh, bring a couple of horses and, and sort of experience it over here. Uh, it wasn't the best time to come uh, during COVID, but in some ways it was a good time because there wasn't much happening in terms of jumping in Australia. Uh, it made it a bit hard though, I had to come solo, I couldn't come with my wife or and, and with staff or anything, so that's been a bit different uh, to do that. Uh, but it's been a great experience, it's been fantastic. and. Weather's good, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a really fun few months. So. Yeah, and what have you thought about the competitions over here, especially compared to Australia? Ah, oh, look, the the competition is um is very very good. The you know the amount of shows, like you said, we've done three shows in the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, so many shows on each weekend, so much prize money. Uh, you know, Australia's a really good place to produce horses. Um, we got some really good shows and good level jumping, but we don't have the same amount of shows and nowhere near the same prize money. Uh, so you know, it's it's pretty cool to come and uh, see the top sport. And um, yeah, Akal uh, is a really good place to base from. You've, you've got some great shows this time of year, so it's yeah, it's been been really cool. Very good. And you've had enough fun that you're going to um, think about coming back next year, mate. Yeah, I think we'll definitely come back. We want to do what we originally planned, like bring the, the whole team over and, and do that. And, uh, you know, and I do think uh, it's a good... You could probably base sort of your top horse here and go back and forth a little bit. I think we'll try to play with that idea. Uh, but, yeah, like in terms of, you know, the amount of shows you can do in a small period of time, it's it's a very, very good place to come. So, yep. good. Mm. so when your your team, what's your team consist that you think you'll... Um, bring over next year both kind of horses and people yeah so um i'll bring my wife definitely i'm not coming without her again <laughs> i don't think i'll get away with that <laughs> but uh we'll bring sort of probably four horses i'd say uh sort of uh nine ten year olds uh that that will jump the grand prix here i hope uh and then uh we'll bring a couple of clients we'll bring um uh, two or three girls we teach and and a, and a couple of horses for them 
uh, and, and yeah, and come and do that. Uh, you know, it'd be just a, a good thing to to do. Not, I don't think many. I don't think anyone's really done it like that from Australia, bringing the team over to do it. But I think it's a it's it's doable, and it's a very good time of year to do it in Australia because we don't actually have many shows on because it's our summer um, from sort of December through to February anyway. So uh, if you come over and you do this, you know, the horses get here in December, you stay through the end of the March. You know, it's, you do a lot of shows in in three months, and uh, yeah, I think it's um, it'll be yeah, a good experience for the for the riders, horses. You know, it'll be yeah, worth doing. Good. Well, we look forward to having you back. Well, maybe <laughs> we do. Now, it's been very lucky for me because um, I've had a bit of an injury the other week, so David was sitting around not doing not doing much. <laughs> I won't tell Talara that. <laughs> you were really busy, actually. But um, yeah, so he came over to ride a couple of horses for me, and then um, mate, you've ended up riding, riding all of mine for me. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's been really good. Like whenever you do these trips, it's really hard when you bring two horses, and that's all you you've got. You're used to being at home, and you have a lot more horses and and clients, and you know it is it is it's tough. So it actually was a great add-on to the trip, you know, uh, coming and. You know, well, me, you hurting myself. <laughs> you lost my game, but <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. Like I got to do lots of showing, a lot of lot in the ring, and and uh, no, it's been really good. You know, you got some some good horses, so that that was fun. Uh, I got to ride Blue Movie, the famous carrots, so that was that was pretty cool. You know, I'm a show jumping diehard, so it was pretty cool to ride one of the superstars of the sport. Even though she did give me one moment where we di- we didn't go, but <laughs> I heard I heard you got your money's worth. You you know you spent quite a while on her. So for anyone who wasn't there, she does this thing sometimes where you go in the ring and she won't go. She just walks in the ring and stops. And she did that for about a minute and a half. So, so at one stage in my mind, I, I did think I'm going to have to get off and lead her out. I couldn't go backwards, forwards. I couldn't go anywhere. So, but no, it was. Uh, but she jumped phenomenal. And it was a pretty cool experience to ride her. So, no, appreciate it. No, well, thanks, David. That was certainly part of it. She was she was great for me yesterday. So, you must have done a good job there to. To have her all prep for me, <laughs> and um, so what other experiences have, have you enjoyed being out here? Oh, look, I just think seeing the um, top level sport. You know, I, I went down, and did a couple of weekends in Wellington, and and you know uh, that's just unbelievable. And you know the quality of horses is, is extremely high over here. And uh, you know, one thing that's really noticeable is is how much faster Americans go. You know, yeah. in, in the jump offs <laughs> and in the first rounds. So uh, you know, uh, you know, you've done pretty well to catch them a few times. But they, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it. They're very, very quick and really high quality horses. That that's been a bit of an eye opener. Um, but yeah, no, and I do think it's pretty funny how I've ended up here doing this with you. Where, you know, nineteen. We talked about this the other day. Nineteen years ago, I was going to go over to England and ride for you when I finished school so it was pretty random I didn't end up going I went to university but it's pretty amazing how the world works and I ended up coming back doing it 19 years later which is yeah pretty cool. Geez, I thought I was pretty late and slow but mate I think that's <laughs> that's even better than me. <laughs> yeah, mate one thing I have noticed is yeah, you are normally late and slow. <laughs> Uh, well, at least I get going though, and sometimes. Exactly, exactly, that's true. I have waited a fair few warm-ups where Rowan's going to be there in five, and Tim's <laughs> ten, and then I move back in the order. <laughs> but no, all good. Yeah, so you've seen a few different shows here. So, um, so you've jumped at four different shows in Florida then, and seen a few sights, and been to the beach, mate. 
Yeah, I went to the beach. Uh, yeah, that was that was an experience. Everyone should go once. <laughs> uh, it's a different place after 10 p.m. I learnt, uh, but no, no, a lot of fun. But no, no, yeah, I've done three shows. Done Wellington. I've done Weck. You know, Weck was amazing to see. It's probably the the best facilities I've seen anywhere in the world. It's so modern and well thought out. Uh, it's pretty pretty amazing. And then uh, Hits. And then we did a cool little show down at Venice, which was really cool. Uh, yep. Nice place to go and do. Um, yeah, and like as I said before, it's just amazing when you got uh, those shows with so much prize money week in, week out. It's it's good for um, owners and riders. It keeps everyone keen, that's for sure. We can't encourage you to stay here and jump one in the million in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. Even even Talara, even my wife said that I should stay for another month. But uh, no, I've got told too many people I'm going home, so I've got to go. <laughs> got to go. Got to get back to work. <laughs> you really think they miss you, mate? No, well, unfortunately, I think that everything's going pretty well without me, you know. So, so, you know a, they might send you back sooner rather than later. They might, they might. I think she's in, uh, Talara's enjoyed a bit of uh, a bit of space from me. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's great, great to have you over here, Dave, and thanks for thanks for all your help. Um, and yeah, we look forward to having you back here in Akala next year, and. Um, and hopefully we look forward to Louisa getting better very quickly and joining us here at the table and keeping us under control. <laughs> thanks for having me, mate. No, it's been really good. Really enjoyed it. So, cheers. Okay, thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family-owned, licensed and insured, get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. DAC Vitamins and Minerals has been making a world of difference for 35 years. Do you know what sets DAC apart? We use chelation minerals from Alltech, which allows for better absorption. DAC is the only supplement company Alltech provides ingredients for. We have our nutritionist, Performance Horse Nutrition, NASP, which is the quality seal, which guarantees our products and ensures our use of quality ingredients. DAC gives you a guaranteed analysis in every one-ounce scoop, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Doesn't your partner deserve the best? Visit FeedDAC.com. 
Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. This is Gigi Rosado standing in for Louisa Barton. Hi, Louisa. I am sitting here with Nick Demerick of Demerick Thoroughbred Sales here at OBS. Welcome. So, how many horses do you have going on here during the sales today? We have, uh, in the consignment, I think we had 34 catalogued, and we have 31 that look like they'll walk through the ring tomorrow. We had a couple of late scratches. But, um, yeah, we, ha- we have uh, 31, and uh, I think we're slightly heavier in fillies and colts, but, um, oh. but uh, uh, not too far off an even mix. So you have quite a few fillies. Now do you think... Yeah. Do, are we going to have another Swiss skydiver? I know you have a number, let's see, hip ten, number 10. Tell us about that little filly. Well, hip number 10, um, I, I, I should preface any comments I make by saying that she has been in Tristan, my son Tristan, and my, his wife Valerie's division. They have had this filly all winter, but um, I am a minority uh, owner in this filly, and she has been an exceptional filly from the first time they first put tack on her. She's been done everything you could ask a young horse to do, and she's done it with style and with something in reserve so she really checks all the boxes she came out of her exceptional breeze uh with perfect vet work and uh we're proud to represent her here and uh hope she is received the way we feel she should be wow and i also understand that she her sire is from into mischief yeah her sire is by the magic sire into mischief who is uh, a phenomenon right now. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like him as a young sire in in several generations. He is um, goes from strength to strength. He's climbed the ladder the hard way, and he is now at the pinnacle of uh, uh, achievement for any sire in North America and anywhere. And these horses run at every age, at every distance, on every surface. And um, there aren't many sires who can boast that. Now, what kind of major qualities that from Intermissive that you're seeing in your new filly here? Well, <laughs> well, we, we've we've ha- we've had and do have a number by this sire um, over the years and oh, okay. and even this year. In fact, we broke uh, uh, we started Practical Joke was one of our uh, graduates and like that name. <laughs> yeah and well he's one of Intermischief's. Uh, uh, I think he was his first Grade One winner. Um, but anyway. Um, that might have been Golden Sense, actually. But anyway, bottom line is he was uh, one of the f- horses that put into mischief squarely on the map. And, um, you know, the, the, the qualities that he passes on are precocity, soundness, tractability. That is to say, these are very trainable horses as a rule. And they're well-balanced and just well-conformed horses. Uh, so from a trainer standpoint... They are exactly what you want to have. They'll run at two, but they'll train on at three. And, you know, now he's breeding better mares than he started with. You know, they're they're training on as four-year-olds and at uh, longer distances too. So I think, um, you know, he's he's a sire that only comes along once every year. Every few generations. Wow, that sounds like you know you got a good guy going on here. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we, anytime you've got one in a consignment, you feel blessed, and uh, th- this filly, um, she's no exception. Well, I definitely hope she comes out well for you during the sales, and then her future has another Swiss guy diver. <laughs> well, I think she has the potential. 
she has the potential to be any kind of filly, no question. So it definitely sounds like you know what you're talking about. So how long have you been doing thoroughbred sales? It's basically all guesswork, and I really don't have a clue what I'm talking about. No, um, no, joking aside, um, I've been, I, I worked and showed ponies in England as, as a kid and worked in eventing and in racing in, in England latterly and then in Australia after that. And um, in North America, I've been doing sales, working sales either for ourselves or for other people for 38 years. My kids are... Ali is, I think, 38, and Tris is 35, I think. I may have got that wrong. Oh, I, it's a, no, don't, don't <laughs> tell them. Tris is 35, and or about to be 35. Now, Ali is actually, I, I may be jumping ahead there. She's 36. But, yeah, so, and they were both born in Ocala and raised here. And um, so that puts a date on me and my wife, Jackie, right there. <laughs> So you're definitely a long time Ocala. That's right. Not quite, not quite, um, uh, not quite indigenous, but but pretty close to it. I would say, with that many years, you're you're indigenous by now. <laughs> so, what kind of method do you guys get your two-year-olds that you have in training right now? What, how do you start them off? Well. It's a, that's a question I'm glad you asked because um, we, we take great pride in the way we start our babies. My wife, Jackie, does starts 90% of them, and that's that's her baby and it's what she loves to do. We use resistance-free training methods. We break all, all our ponies, or start all our ponies off a all our sorry, all our thoroughbreds off a pony. We flag them, and we actually have a rider on them the first day within 20, 25 minutes of of beginning the process but we have very few histrionics very few dramas and touch wood uh, very few injuries to riders or horses it's a very non-confrontational method and the horses you gain their trust you gain their their um, cooperation so much more quickly and so much more thoroughly they believe in you and you believe in them and it's a very reciprocal process and it's great to watch and uh, the horses make everything they do after they been started like that, whether it's loading them on a horse van, putting them in a starting gate, putting them in a swimming pool, or just training them every day, is easier because they are more trusting and uh, just in a better mindset to do what is required of them. Wow, so it definitely sounds like a a whole basis is a trust bond between the rider and the horse and everyone who takes care of them, correct? Yes, that, that would be true. The, the rider and the trainer, because the trainer is working with the rider and the horse. So there is a kind of three-way bond that is formed in the early stages and then gradually we transition them away from the pony and then it's the rider and the horse. But yeah, it's a great method and uh, Martin Black, who uh, first showed us uh, this method, probably 20 years ago now and remains a very close personal friend of both Jackie and mine um, is a, a, a very gifted horseman and uh, we're proud to carry on what he taught us Wow, that sounds one hell of a phenomenal training method and it sounds great Now, I earlier you said you have at least 30 plus horses here now how has OBS has helped you with the virtual sales from basically the last year when this whole COVID pandemic started how has that affected you and your business and how you do your sales now well 
the short answer is very directly um, I'm on the board here at OBS I have been for 25 years and uh, so a lot of the decisions that are made uh, I, I at least have a voice in or participate in um, this time last year when we were just embarking on this sale in March even the morning of the sale we were not even sure that we could conduct the sale we were expecting to get a call from the governor's office saying shut it down everything was closing up in other states so I, I give OBS accolades for the way in which they made the move the sale forward they refused to be daunted and they instituted some protocols very quickly and very effectively which had a very positive effect not just uh, visually but also on this on the sale overall for example having people opening doors for people wiping down wiping down contact surfaces uh, instituting social distancing and masking all things that we now know because we've we've learned it over the last year but we were kind of shooting from the hip a little bit here and um, and I think OBS grasped the problem very quickly and then of course the virtual the bidding on online bidding which again we were the first sale company to do that um, has been a tremendous benefit and of course now is has become sort of standard with all the sale companies and for I think sales going forward that will be a feature of all sales. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that OBS has, you know, definitely helped you out and everyone else that comes through here. I thank you so much for your time here. Now, I am Gigi Rosado with the Horse Talk Show, and thank you for watching. Serving Ocala, Florida since 1981, Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at petersonsmith.com. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magnawave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies with post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs. EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. 
Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. I am Gigi Rosado, standing in for Louisa Barton. Hi, Louisa. I am here with Catherine and Rob York at their beautiful farm, Elysium Fields Farm, and she has Dale's Ponies. It's a breed that I personally never really heard about that much, so I'm quite interested to learn more about this breed. Thank you, Catherine and Rob. So tell me why, while, while, not while, see, haha, <laughs> bloopers. Um, why Dale's Pony? Why did you guys decide to do that. Welcome to Elysium Fields Farm. Glad right. to have you. And we got into the uh, ponies mainly because of Catherine looking. So once you, yeah, I I had uh, owned a warm blood and I had some health issues, and I was having a really hard time riding as much as he needed to be ridden. So I sold him, and I thought I was giving up riding, and that was depressing. And so yeah, and so then I thought, oh. I was really down and I thought, what could I get that isn't going to be so powerful and so difficult as far as needing a lot of riding mm -hmm. and a docile personality, you know? And so I just started doing some research and then I happened upon uh, the Dale's Pony. They were just so beautiful. And I said, oh, this is nice. I went out, I rode a lot of different ponies and it just didn't feel right for me because I had been used to a bigger horse. Yeah, so they're a lot smaller, but they're, they're big. Yeah. No, they're big. I mean, they're, they have some body under them. Yeah. So when I was riding some other ponies, like other breeds, I just didn't feel like I had a lot underneath me and I didn't feel really secure because with my warm blood, it had kind of messed with my mind and I became, oh. un didn't have confidence I riding. Think, yeah. So then I was like, okay, now I got to regain that. So, um, I visited a farm in Micanopy at the time, uh, my friend Zana had, uh, the breed there. I didn't know her at the time, but we became friends and I went up there and she said, well, I don't have any ponies right now for sale, but why don't you ride one, see what it's like. And I rode Carol. I think I was there 10 days in a row. <laughs> and, and we rode on the track. We rode out in the forest. We rode out uh, and we didn't realize we got caught in a thunderstorm. Uh -oh. And Carol came back and was like steady as could be. And I went, what is this breed? And sold. I, I was, I was sold. <laughs> And so then um, we came home and, and said, well, I told Zana, let's try to find us one. And she, about a couple months later, called. She had come and visited our farm to vet us. 
unbeknownst to us. But um, yeah, but she she was she was great. She she loves for her ponies to go to good homes. And that's important to all of us that breed. Um, So I ended up buying Carol because she moved back to the UK and she was selling her ponies. So I bought Carol and she was already a month in full and I said oh I really wasn't planning on breeding (laughs) she came with a little package that he did not know (laughs) yeah I'm like no intention of keeping the full yeah yeah that's how everybody says (laughs) right well then so I we were on the fence at first and then well Rob you could tell that part well he was he's a blue roan and he was the first blue roan uh, of the breed in the U.S. certainly born and bred here in Marion County so that was pretty special it's pretty neat yeah yeah the horse capital of the world um yeah so it was a struggle and we said we just we can't sell let's hang on to him and here we are so and then i imported two more um we imported two more lady jane and unique and they came over in february one of these guys over here okay yeah she's due with our stallions first uh full and she's due in three weeks oh wow and uh, and then Unique is also pregnant with our stallion and for a 22 full 2022. Oh. But we we're just, excited. Just found that out yesterday. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so good news. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's how we got started. And they're, you know, we just fell in love with the breed. They're so sweet. I mean, they sit on, they could sit on pasture for like five days and you pull them out for two. So when I'm kind of not feeling great I know that I can go out to the pasture when I start getting more energy and ride and I'm gonna and I'm gonna have a great ride and they do anything they're called the great all-rounders they'll I mean Unique loves to jump we do some hunter paces and uh Lady Jane's my dressage pony I dabble in dressage and and then trail riding and (laughs) obstacles we've done a we we've done a lot because we wanted to show the versatility of the breed and on our facebook page elysium fields farm you could see a lot of the things we do we did trick training with carol yeah we actually did a mounted police training right here in this pasture right here and the year before we were over to different pasture but yeah we so they've the mare here is ridden through flames and smoke bombs and barking police dogs and bit and just please tell me you got that on footage we have yes we do have some it's a lot of it's on the facebook page yeah Mm -hmm. okay i might sneak in and get some off of their facebook page just to show you guys yeah (laughs) it's fun i mean they're just such a level-headed pony and i think for people that that want a ride you know that is gonna take them over trails through water and all that it's it's a perfect breed um and especially for someone like me that's getting older that lost their confidence, I, I feel like I can go out on a ride and not be fearful anymore. Oh, that's good. So I, it seems like you would definitely recommend this horse to anybody, no matter what where they're starting at, like if it's a beginner or intermediate. I think like with any horse, you have to kind of see what their temperament is. I mean, here we've we've picked, you know, great stallions with good temperaments, and uh, they do the same in the U.K. A lot of the stallions are very docile, great, great creatures. So I think you have to look horse by horse, but... 
um, Sydney, the one little two-year-old uh-huh. colt that we have for sale. I mean, he's like an in-your-pocket pony. Uh-huh. He'll do anything. Yeah, so. that's, that's going to be tough to, to part with him. He is so sweet. He follows me around the pasture when I'm fixing fences and, Aww. yeah, picks up the tools and tries to run off. But, yeah, he's a, he's a very docile he's sweetheart. Aww. You hear that, guys? You want a pocket pony? Contact yeah. these guys. So what about you? Do you ride as well, or are you just, you know, backing up, you know, Get on the board and yes, hon, let's do this. Well, we met in a barn. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I ride. And uh, Unique, the one that we just found out is expecting across the way here. She's she's my my prime, she's my ride. And uh, which, you know, another thing about the Dales is I'm a little bigger and yet I ride with absolutely no trouble. I mean, the sizes are just, they're wonderful. So very so you can take on basically anybody you know within reason of course so that's that's great all right so yeah they're pulling they're they were bred to be um pulling ponies and they were oh, in the okay. in the ore mines and they also were used in the first and second world war which is why they're critically endangered and so by getting the uh, they can carry up to 250 pounds of weight wow, okay. and balance really well. They have really great action in the front and they have big feet. Mm-hmm. So that carries them over a lot of different terrain and they're very balanced, right. very well balanced. Well, they're, they're used to the Penine Mountains in northern England, so very rugged terrain and mountainous. And like she would say, they were hauling ore 20 miles one way from the mines down to the docks. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Okay. And they have a load of 240 pounds on them. So that's incredible. Well, guys, this is up for this segment, but we have a next segment coming up, and we're going to talk about this cute little guy that you see back here in the field. Thank you for watching the Horse Talk Show. Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, serving Ocala, Florida since 1981. Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at petersonsmith.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. 
Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine feed. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa you're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. This is Gigi Rosado standing in for Louisa. Hi, Louisa. Now we're back here with Catherine York and Rob Costello. That was my mistake. I thought they were already married, but they have a, a wedding coming up, guys. So send presents to Elysium Fields Farms. I'll set their dress up. Mr. <laughs> you're accepted. There you go. Gifts of hay will be more than happy to accept it. All right. So our next story here is going to be about this gorgeous little guy in the background. It's only six days old. So tiny. Jet black. And it's the newest addition to the farm. So let's talk about this little guy. What do you hope for him? Well, we, we want him mostly to have a wonderful temperament, to get along with people, and to be a good all-around uh, riding pony for someone in the future. We're real picky about our homes, and we want to make sure that whoever gets him is not going to just leave him out on a pasture, but also help. Because it's a critically endangered breed, it's really important to have... Um, some visibility for the breed so that people can see the wonderful things that they can do. Oh. So 
being that he's you know still young what kind of training would you give him as he gets older to become the all-around horse that you want him to be and for whomever he's going to go to yeah it's it starts from the birth really and so the minute he comes out um within reason of course we let carol take time with him and and bond with him but then when she walks away to feed we put hands on we touch him a lot we have other people touching him of all different ages all of them have been around kids around dogs Uh, then we start working with obstacles like umbrellas uh, bags which we all us horse people know that they're afraid of bags well you know, if you introduce them to these yeah. things early, then they aren't as fearful. They're a lot more confident. We go over tarps. We do um, little poles. And we just basically ask of them and expect them to do things. Like, for instance, Sydney. it was uh, May when he was born last or two years ago. And it was very hot. And we called out. Um, a gal to clip him and he was completely body clipped and he and he just stood there and we also work with the farrier from their second week so the so the farrier if he happens to be out for the other horses he'll he'll lift their legs and maybe rasp just a tiny bit just to get them used to it and we lift their legs we brush them uh, teach them to load down the line Uh, all all of them all the babies could load by the time they were six months old so guys can't see but chloe down here is having a time of her life just rolling around the floor (laughs) earlier we got some great shots of chloe and we don't have a name yet (laughs) we're waiting still thinking about it so so that proves what you're talking about how you got you know getting him already used to it because like i said you know i seen chloe and him just together playing around as if nothing and you know right. he didn't bat an eye there was a dog in the field and well, then and carol and carol a lot of mares would would possibly protective, yeah. be very protective but true, yeah. she's used to chloe and she knows and you know we're cautious of course but but I was really surprised she let she let them get close. And sometimes Chloe will lay right down next to him, and they're like nose to nose, just just sitting together. Adorable. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Oh my! So Carol, this is her third foal. Third yes. foal. First foal was Maverick. He was uh, he, Louisa named him. Um, Envoy, or I'm sorry, Envoy de Kingmaker is the. Um, is the stallion that Carol bred to. And so we named him uh, Florida Dales, which is our prefix. Um, And the Dales Pony Society in England registers them. You need a prefix. So we thought Florida Dales would be appropriate. Florida Dales Blue Envoy, and we call him Maverick. And he's the first, like Rob said, the first Blue Roan. So, yeah, blue for that, and then Envoy was the dad, and we kind of think he's you know, a bit of an Envoy for the breed, so it fit. It fit. Right. Yeah, we loved her her, uh, her name choice. And then you can tell him about number two, which was 2019. Just Sydney. about the naming or the... Sydney. About Sydney. Sydney overall. <laughs> uh, well, Sydney, first of all, the name is from a 
grandfatherly figure for Catherine. Actually, the oh. the, the doctor that delivered her actually, oh. and was pr- was pretty much a second father for her growing up. So uh, he's named Sydney after him. Yeah, so we're proud of that, and we're, we're we have a, a little filly. We might uh, use his wife's name, but uh, that's one of one of the names in the hopper. So, but Sydney, he was born at Seal Bay, correct? You're the, you're the color. Right, and uh, he's going to gray out just like his mama. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing I found interesting with the names. It's all people names. There's, I know a lot of, you know, racehorses and, you know, warm bloods and all has all these fancy names and stuff like that. But people names, why is that? It's not, it's not always that way. Um, it, it was because they were used on the farms a lot. So they would just get a common name. In fact, names would end up being reused. Oh. Um, you know, so it, uh, Carol's mother's name is... Um, Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie. So, you know, just a common person name. So I like to try to stick to that tradition. Yeah. I think there's a lot. There's drifting away from it, but Sydney works great for me, and Maverick for me becomes Ricky. So oh. <laughs> that's great. So now tell me about this organization that you guys are starting to build up here for the Dales Ponies. There was there were a small group that were at a function called Dale's Aganza, and then we also went up to Equina Fair in, in Massachusetts, and a group of uh, advocates for the breed put together something called the Dale's Pony Conservancy North America, so it's dpcna.com, okay. and uh, they have a lot of farm listings. We're still working on getting our farm listed on there. Um, and also there's sales ponies and such there's some wonderful breeders across the u.s on the west coast on the east coast in the south so and there's and there's become a lot more enthusiasm for this pony which you know we've (laughs) we've said you know thank you so much to louisa and to all of you for helping us to bring some light to this wonderful breed well, we're more than happy to do so. I mean, I personally, as I said earlier, I've never heard of a Dale's Pony. I've probably seen it at people's farms, but never really put two and two together and ask. And I am so glad I do because I personally, if I ever were to get a horse, I was thinking to do some driving. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy, I've seen, you know, Mary Phelps, you know, yeah. Chester Weber, you know, doing, I mean, I'm not, not going to get to their level. That's just, I don't think I have it in me to do that much. But I've seen that you know them driving it and it's just like that's what i want to do you know and i'm seeing their temperament they seem to have the right building you guys are saying they're versatile so driving ponies yeah there's not a lot in the u.s right now there's about 250 and so there's not a lot of them so but the demand is really going up and there's quite a few breeders that are that are really starting to breed and we need more breeders we need enthusiasm for the breed um, and and to continue them on because they're just so special. So there's about 2,500 to 3,000, I believe, in the world. There's a woman in Australia that just bought some, uh-huh. and she's got some there, and uh, and some um, babies that were that had been born recently and coming, I believe. So it's really exciting to see them growing and. Uh-huh. And the breeders in the UK that we met were amazing. I mean, the stories and generations upon generations of breeders with, you know, stories about how their grandparents and their great-grandparents bred the breed. So it was really a wonderful 
trip. It was and a great, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh, it, wow. it was it was great. Well, that's you heard it right here, folks. Dale's ponies. If you ever want to, yep. If you want to get one, get in contact with Catherine York or Rob Costello, and right information is going to be right in the bottom of your screen. So that's it for now, and we'll see you next time. At Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, our customers say it best. Oh, the prices were great. They were actually unbeatable. Thanks, Miss Delara. At Palm Chevy, we do our best to give you our best price and payment without the games. And our entire team is committed to making your experience in sales or service pleasant and hassle-free. It's been a pleasure doing business around here. Thanks, Mr. Harz. And we think you'll agree. Visit us today at Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala, or at palmchevrolet.com. Find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. I am Gigi Rosado. I am standing in for Louisa Barton while she recovers. Hi, Louisa. I am standing here with Aaron Vale. He is a top equestrian show jumper, and we're here at his lovely farm at Think Like a Horse. Hi, Aaron. So, tell us about your background. How does this all get started? Um and all that stuff well my my parents were horse people i rode the day before i was born i rode the day after i was born (laughs) and i've been doing it ever since so it's um just kind of a way of life for me wow that's fantastic so basically like a lot of riders that we have here that always start just before they even walk in on the back of a horse so your farm tell us what kind of training levels that you have here with all your horses here and what kind of routines do they well we have um, young horses that we've bred which are kind of playing with us right here we have you know seasoned Grand Prix horses um, we've got kids that ride with us oh, um, amateurs that ride with us so we kind of have our hand a little bit in every every aspect of uh, the jumping sport oh wow so with what with what being now in a new area how has that affected the farm your riding where do you go and all the shows that you do uh, well, it's given us another option to show at. You know, we've got two shows going against each other this winter. We've got Hits and WEC. Um, the competition's been great. Prize money's been increased with the competition. So uh, lots of opportunities to jump your horses. Both horse shows are packed and full. People love riding and jumping horses. So it's just it's wonderful for us as in the sport and you know just the area itself the real estate and things like that have um, really looked like they're booming as well yeah i know once i saw weck you know was coming to town i was quite excited mm-hmm. you know it's just like great another wonderful horse venue to go to yeah. you know everybody can experience something different you know and it's absolutely gorgeous facility oh, we absolutely. we look forward to going there every time like oh what's the new shore horse going right, on right so I've noticed that your farm is called Think Like a Horse. So now how important is that to you? Is it like a more of a motto kind of thing? It's or kind it's of a motto. You know, we try to, you know, to, to train and have a relationship with a horse to, to compete and get the most out of your horse. Um, it, it's more you're trying to think to get the horse 
to do the job on his own, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, um, you know, the, the more the horse thinks it's his job and not something you're asking him to do, the 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 better the better I think it it works in competition. So, um, mm -hmm. or just any aspect of <laughs> of horses, but you know, you try to just get the horse to work with you. Um, so it's just trying to use your brain to to get the horse to work with you rather than forcing the horse to do what you want. Okay, so more basically, more make it like a fun job for the horse kind of sort of way. Like, you know, make it like a, you know, hey, we're going out to do some show jumping. Let's have some fun. You know, don't make it like kind of like a job, right? Try to present things to them in a way where they figure out the best way to do what you're asking them to do. And, um, you know, horses are, are happy if you can achieve that on some level. <laughs> it's not always easy, though. Yes, that's very, very, very true. So now I hear that you have been winning a lot of circuits lately. So tell us about those experiences that you have. I know you just won at Hits. You just recently told me you just won something yesterday as well. Tell us yeah. about that. Um, well, we've won three Grand Prix at Hits um, on Sundays this winter, the big ones. We've won two of the Friday Grand Prix at Hits, and we've won four Grand Prix at WEC so far this season. So um, it's just been an unbelievable winter circuit for us we've got a lot of horses right now um and they're pretty competitive um and it's actually going even better than i could have imagined you know we're hoping to have a have a great winter season but um you know we're focused motivated and well mounted and it's working <laughs> fantastic now is there anything specific to your training that you attribute to all these kinds of wins or a way of thinking besides think like a horse kind of thing well just you know i've been doing it for years we've really the last few years you know i've kind of bought some young horses and and tried to produce them to get to grand prix level and a few of those are have gotten there now and uh you know add that to a couple of seasoned old horses and, and and like i say we've just got a big group of really good horses right now so um just it's all the plan's working fantastic now tell us about these guys here i know you said um, you have a couple of juniors here and an old a, retired this guy this is an old retired horse here um this is pistol and uh this here is luke and that's anakin in the background you might notice they're kind of might have some star wars names or we're Star Wars fans in the family. Um, these are Luke and Anakin are three-year-olds. They're unbroken to this point, but this spring they're going to start getting used to a saddle and a rider. So hopefully they're going to join the string one day. Oh, great. So when you start them off on the saddle, how do you go about your training well, with that kind of thing? I have a cowboy from uh, Montana that... that comes down in the winters and and breaks all our young horses i have a, a client that also has a bunch of youngsters so he's been down working working with those horses and once we get through the shows the next three weeks then we're gonna put these into the program all right and what do you hope to accomplish with these guys well they're um they're both bred to be um jumpers so hopefully they'll be you know useful competitive horses at at some point but we we don't hardly know a thing about them other than who their mother is and who their dad is yet we don't um we, we haven't done any work with them so 
So we'll, until we'll find out. They're, they're friendly, so yes. hopefully, hopefully they'll be talented as well. I'm sure they will. Now, do you have any kind of mentors that you looked up to, you know, to try to, you know, that basically really got you going, especially to show jumping? Um, well, like I say, I mean, it's, it was in my family, so I got started because it was a, a family thing. Um, other than that, you know, I grew up with a, a guy named Dennis Mitchell. Dennis Murphy or some names um, they really educated me um, Buck Branneman uh, is a western or you know natural horsemanship trainer he's quite quite well known in tours clinics I met him years ago and I've tried to develop a lot of my training strategies off of stuff I learned from him and then apply it to to jumping and thinking like a horse hopefully so um those would be the main ones i guess okay great also besides these guys what other horses that you have because i hear that you have a few that might be going to the olympics if i'm not mistaken well, you never know about that <laughs> but um i've got a horse named mr incredible who has un unreal ability so he's a horse that could maybe develop to that level i've got a young horse named prescott who won the grand prix yesterday um also he, he has potential maybe to develop to that level and and a few others that are a little further behind in their training at the moment but we've got a few that might have a chance <laughs> seems like You're so friendly yeah he's like i like your shirt <laughs> looks orange like a carrot to him no i'm sorry i'll, I'll bring an apple next time i promise <laughs> So what other horses that you did? Because I saw when you were at HITS that you rode several different horses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now tell us about those horses that you rode there. Um, well, we have a horse named Elusive that okay. I, I bought that originally for my wife to show. She showed it. I've shown it. Um, eventually maybe our daughter will show it. But he won a couple Grand Prix at WEC, and he won one at HITS as well this winter. So he's had a, had a super season. Um, other than that, we have a, a horse named Major with a big white face. He's uh, won a couple Grand Prix over at WEC. Um, so he's a, a really competitive older horse, kind of one of those seasoned veterans. And um, Who knows his job, right? <laughs> who knows his job. Uh, Prescott's won two at, at hits. Uh, big money. So uh, just, you know, we've got a nice group of horses, as I say. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So once again, this is Aaron Vale, top equestrian show jumper who has been racking up in the, hit, in the show circuits lately. Fantastic. I wish you the best and I wish you the continuous luck. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Gigi Rosado for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you. At Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, our customers say it best. Oh, the prices were great. They were actually unbeatable. Thanks, Miss Delara. At Palm Chevy, we do our best to give you our best price and payment without the games. And our entire team is committed to making your experience in sales or service pleasant and hassle-free. It's been a pleasure doing business around here. Thanks, Mr. Harz. And we think you'll agree. Visit us today at Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala, or at palmchevrolet.com. Find new roads. 
We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show, here actually at home, recuperating and recovering from a recent car accident. Uh, that would explain my odd appearance with this um, brace on me, uh, but a wonderful opportunity to see a great friend of mine uh, traveling through uh, on his way to Brooksville, and that is Otto Thorworth here with me, uh, author, rider, chaplain, actor, you name it, he can do it, uh, and a great friend to our show. We've had him on several times, but lovely to have him here in person. And despite my injuries and recovery, I uh, can't miss out on this opportunity. So if I don't look at him while I'm interviewing him, it's because I cannot turn my head yet. Um, a few more weeks until then. But uh, Otto knows he's, uh, he's had a few accidents himself and by the grace of God is still with us as I am. So I'm um, very thankful. So I'm just going to start out, Otto, by having you tell us about how you got into riding, how young you were and when you got your start. I was uh, actually started in high school uh, working at Oaklawn Park, which is my hometown, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and that working for Frank Brothers, worked my way up from a hot walker to groom, and then uh, eventually made it to uh, Fayetteville, Texas, where I was breaking babies and learning learning how to ride. So, um, as a rider, you had never done any acting when you actually got picked to be uh, to do the part uh, in Secretariat, of course, of Ronnie Turcott, and uh, amazing rider Ronnie was, and uh, incredible horse that Secretariat was. Tell us how they picked you, and how difficult that was to kind of learn suddenly how to be an actor. Uh, actually, it was, it was really the acting part was the easiest part. Uh, as far as me getting the part, um, I had actually retired from horse racing as a jockey after 12 years. Um, I'd gotten burnout trying to fight my weight, you know, making weight for the races, and retired, went home, and it was at that time that I really got my walk with the Lord. Uh, 
I guess, straightened out, so to speak. Uh, I was always a believer, but not a follower. And once I started following, the Lord called me back to the racetrack. And I didn't want to go. I fought it for about six months. Finally showed, gave in, went back to the track. And then uh, shortly after getting back to the track, I guess about two and a half years after getting back to the track, uh, they did an open all casting call across every track in North America or every state that had paramutual racing. And I was riding in Kentucky at the time and just answered an open casting call. And I'd had a prophecy spoken over me two and a half years earlier that I would ride a champion. And, of course, I thought it had to be a derby horse or Breeders' Cup horse, something to that caliber. But uh, it turned out to be the greatest champion ever. <laughs> Secretariat, of course. And I know a lot of people have watched that movie. Uh, uh, absolutely incredible. I think I've seen it about, I think I'm at 15 or 16 times. And I watched it at least 12 times before I ever even uh, knew Otto. But once I got to know Otto, it was uh, even more exciting uh, to see him play that role. Uh, now, how difficult was that? You work with some of the top actors and actresses, obviously, you know, uh, uh, incredible actors. Was it very um, intimidating to begin with as a rider, not, a, not an actor? And, and how well did they kind of welcome you into the fold? They were phenomenal. It was nothing like I expected it to be. Uh, my first scene that I filmed was with John Malkovich and I'll be honest the first day on set I had a little bit of butterflies going on you know this is John Malkovich I've watched him on TV for in movie screens for you know 13 15 years and I went up to John in the paddock introduced myself to him you know and I said did a I've never done this. You know, I'm a jockey by trade. I said, any you know advice you can give me, I'm all ears. And John looks at me just as serious as can be. He said, you know, I've been here for about a week. I've been going to the races, kind of studying, you know, just trying to get into my character. And he said, something I noticed, which really surprised me, he was, he was very, he paid attention. He said, something I noticed was that you jockeys, he said, the job that you do, he says, it's so dangerous. He said, you make one little mistake and it could cost you your life. And I said, yeah, it's extremely. I, and I just had a spill at Keeneland just a couple of weeks earlier before that. And he said, you know, one, one little mistake and could cost you your life. And I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's very good. <laughs> you're paying attention. And he said, in this job, he said, if you make a mistake, he said, we just do it over. <laughs> he said, so it, just enjoy it. And that was his advice to me. And I ran with it. And, I mean, John was a blast to work with. Diane Lane was one of the sweetest ladies you ever want to meet. You know, it was just like talking to her was just like talking to an old friend i mean they, there was no pressure no intimidation i mean the whole crew everybody was just really good not way above what i expected that's so awesome as a as a newbie coming in, you know, that they were so supportive, especially such top names in in the industry. But I'm sure they were probably pretty impressed by what you could do because uh, obviously they probably couldn't. <laughs> not many people. Yeah, it's not many people. Um, so tell us about your book, No Ordinary Champion. Get ready for the ride of your life. An amazing book. Um, Gigi's going to get one today uh, to read as well. Tell us a little bit about this book. What inspired you to write it? And, and tell people just not everything. Thing, but a little kind of sneak preview into it. Uh, I'd actually felt led to write it uh, ever since we filmed the movie. You know, uh, I kind of, as soon as the movie was done filming, I retired from racing again because <laughs> I didn't want to go back to start with. I don't hate racing. Don't get me wrong. If anybody's watching, I love horse racing. I was just, I'd had enough of it, you know, and I still, I still work at a racetrack. I work as a chaplain, but um, 
What in, I, like I said, I wanted to write it from the get-go, right after I finished doing the movie. And I just never could seem to get there. It was like there was always something holding me back. I'd start, I actually started it three different times. And I'd just hit a brick. I'd get a chapter, two chapters in, I'd just hit a brick wall. And um, last year, I was back home in Arkansas visiting my mom and went to pray with this lady uh, who was having some health issues. And as I finished praying for her, she prophesied over me and asked me, do I have a book? And I, I had no clue what she was talking about. I was like, what, a book? What do you mean? And she says, well, I feel like the Lord's saying you have a book. That you're supposed, and she knew nothing about the movie. She didn't know I'd been in the movie or anything. And, um, and so she prophesied over me that I was going to write this book. And so the very next morning I get up and I was like, okay. You know, God's saying I'm going to write this book. And so I, I started writing, and I wrote like two chapters the first day. And in six weeks' time, I finished it, and it you know went to publication. But it, it just tells – I tell my story from the very beginning, you know, growing up in Hot Springs, around horse racing, um, becoming a jockey, everything that it took to get from being – I never rode a horse until I was left home at 18. You know, most jockeys have rode their whole life. I'd never ridden a horse. And I uh, went to a great farm in Texas where uh, John T.L. Jones owned, the guy that has Womack International, and got on babies like Hansel, who won the Derby, or the Preakness and the Belmont. You know, those were the horses we were breaking uh, when I was there. But uh, it tells that story, and then it tells about where I'm at now, what's happened since the movie. Uh, God has put me giving me a platform i'm working as a track chaplain now have seen just crazy miracles god's doing you know through me and uh you know that's what that's why i'm sitting here today uh louisa has a little bit of an injury and uh my buddy and me were headed south of here to brooksville and decided we would stop by and pray for her. so that's that's why i'm here I love that. That's the best reason for a visit. And I was fortunate enough to meet Otto, gosh, like five or six years ago, I think now, uh, at a Secretariat Festival and been friends with him ever since and blessed to know him. And uh, if you don't have this book, you need this book, No Ordinary Champion, you can order it. And um, incredible. Everybody should read it. Amazing book. So uh, from, a, from an exercise writer to a chaplain to an actor and to an author, uh, he does it all here with Otto Thorworth. And uh, I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. And hopefully next time I do an interview in a few weeks, I'll be able to turn my head. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show on 97.3 The Sky. We will be back at the same time next week with more equestrian news and interviews for you. Happy horsing around. Until next time. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa.